Oh my, you sexy heathens, you have found it. Another fantastic episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. Thanks for being here. Lots to go over. Big show. We got some guests coming up. We're getting back into the whole guest vibe. It's been a wacky couple of weeks, but we'll get you all caught up. We're doing great. Hope you're doing well, too. Here's what I forgot to remind you guys about last week. I think it's kind of important. Uh, the, the tour dates. I want to make sure everyone knows about the tour dates. You know about uh, Southern California, the Brea Improv on September 12th. And then I should know these dates. I should know these dates. Then I think uh, it's Dallas on September 14th. Then there's San Antonio. Then there's El Paso. Go to theloftestparty.com. Go under the, I believe I put it under lifestyles. Maybe I put it under entertainment. You can find it. It's the it's the tour dates. You got to come out. And you got to see a live show. We have, uh, we have, we have, we have a lot of stuff to to joke about. And if we don't make fun of these idiots, this is a good thing to address. People are always like, man, I'm glad you can joke about this stuff. It's so it is, you guys. It's it's maddening. It's depressing. It's horrible. And yeah, I'm I'm doing jokes about it, but we need to mock these people. We need to make fun of their horrible philosophies, their horrible outlooks on life, their their horrible changes they're trying to make. And before we get to fighting, let's get to joking. Hey, how about that? All right. So top of my list is is part of the uh let's tear down the uh legacy media let's tear down the legacy media and now i i posted a thing about this at at the website you can go check it out but this story in politico which then uh tucker picked up on it and breitbart picked up on it and we picked up at at the loftusparty.com is the Department of Justice and uh, this this lone uh, douche who decided to bury the Hunter Biden laptop story and the total lack of cover like the media was just way too eager to jump in and completely bury the story. And this is that's been their modus operandi for a long, long time. And it when it works this effectively, it it really bothers me, and uh, it, it should be very disconcerting. The guy's name was David Weiss, and uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta. This could change the outcome of the election. This could affect the election. So we're gonna we're gonna keep it on the down low. Hey, Gimlet, have, yes. haven't there always been like October surprises? Right before, isn't that the whole thing about an election? Some crap yes. comes out at the last minute, and that's called the October surprise. Yes, it usually happens in October. <laughs> yes, I think they tried one with Trump, but there's been so much garbage since then. I can't even remember what it was. Well, oh, it, like, I'll felt, tell you. Felt... I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right now. And this was a coordinate. This was the first giant coordinated attack. That really drove me crazy where I'm like, things were much worse than I thought. It's the whole um, it was the Access Hollywood thing. It was grabbing by the grabbing by the pussy. That whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2016. But I meant in 2020. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they tried with him. And it was just there was such a constant onslaught. But just just to refresh everybody, the Access Hollywood tape, that was Access Hollywood was produced by uh, NBC. NBC owned all that. NBC had all that footage. NBC News did not break that story. They gave that tape to someone else to break the story. So they knew they had it. They knew what they had. They thought it would be the silver bullet that would put werewolf Donald Trump down in 2016. And they held on to it for maximum effect. And nobody was like, ooh, we should stop that story. That might that might affect the outcome of the election. And when you've got no. the kind of crap that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the Biden family are up to and the proof is on the laptop and there's text messages and there's emails and there's photos that they were 
that they were so effective in burying the story. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. But that's why we're here. So Hunter Biden is up to his. Uh, <laughs> he's. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I guess I have to. What a life. He desperately wants to get caught. Now he's doing his uh, his little artwork cash. What a what a that's like the perfect thing. To go into, oh, I'm an artist now. I'm going to sell my art. Be like, oh, that's brilliant. Here's half a million dollars for your piece of crap. Yeah, it's it's you have to almost admire it that it's like such a great and what a yes. He is the modern man. He is the modern man. He is. Uh, he was in uh, the Navy for a month as a as a as an officer. Even though he never went through any kind of basic training, he was just automatically made an officer. Then you know he he ran his uh, company in in D.C. for online gambling, and he was a lobbyist. And then he ran the oil company, and then he did the investments for China, and now he's an artist. He's just, he's the modern man. It's unreal. Well, did you see the other thing that broke this week? What? My heart? No, 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 no. About Hunter Biden. What did he do now? What's the, what's the other one? Oh, it's not, it's not what he did. It's that the, the, um, state's attorney, the U.S. attorney in Delaware was getting, like, he was at the point in the investigation into Hunter Biden where he should have been like doing a grand jury and subpoenaing people and decided not to do it. So as not to affect the election. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what, it must be nice. It must be nice. You guys, we got a problem. We got a problem. The media and the Democrats are the same it's one and the same and mm-hmm. they will do whatever they have to do to make sure their guy looks good as bad as you think the problem is it's 10 times worse and when the gimlet and i are on here and we're saying you guys thanks for supporting us let's support these other people let's lift up these up we gotta do it we gotta do it i uh, we'll hit this later in the show but it, it's a good time. I'm sure you saw this new poll, this, this Gallup poll that they of the respondents asked, like only four percent of of Republicans thought that the media was doing a good or very good job. And of Democrats, it's only 24 percent. So the vast majority of Americans know that like this is a specifically like TV news. They know it's garbage. They know it's garbage. Mm-hmm. So all we can do is kind of lift up the other people who are trying to do like a legit. I have listen. I don't want to lie to anybody. I've always said that. I don't want what the what the what the frick would would you lying doesn't help anybody. You got to nope. confront the truth head on, and then you find a solution to it. But this whole like I'm I, I've had enough of like living in this little delightful make-believe playland that everybody wants to pretend is happening where the ooh the real danger are the white supremacists and ooh the real danger is it got up to 92 degrees in Seattle that's the real danger did you not notice the Wuhan did you not no- oh my gosh the election oh are you following the the whole I'm sorry, you guys were all over the board. I'm pretty, pretty fired up right now. The uh, the, the ballots in Georgia and there was a Georgia gimlet where the guy has the photographic evidence of here's these two ballots that match exactly. But they're from two different batches. It's the same ballot. It's been counted multiple times. Um, yes, there there have been batches identified that were counted twice. Yeah. How many of those have there been? How many? I'm seeing I'm seeing Um, numbers flying around where I'm 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 flipping right the hell out about it. There were two different numbers that came out Mm -hmm. and they both require a different explanation. So the first number is what you're talking about with the ballot images. And they're like, look, the same ballot was counted twice. That number is around three thousand. 
um, yeah. is what I understand at this point. It, it might have changed since the last time I read about it. And if it did, guys, I'm sorry. But that, that's what I initially heard. Um, the other ones are the change of address forms. And yeah. you have to be really careful with those. Because if those people moved within the state, it does not trash their vote in federal elections. Yes. So if, if, if you moved from Fulton County to Cherokee County and you, you turned in your absentee ballot in Fulton County, it would still count for president and Senate because those are statewide races. Like if the, the person running for the House contested it, they might be successful in throwing it out because it's the wrong district or a local election. But on the federal elections, it, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Can you imagine if the, the 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 shoe was on another foot? Can you imagine mm -hmm. if these the media would be losing their minds? They would be losing their minds. We all Joe Biden, he's the real president. There's no way Trump got all these. They would be they'd be marching in the streets. It would make it would make one six look like a, a a picnic this this oh my gosh I, I it's the media it's the media and and the news and just i hate this feeling of not living in a shared reality it's the it's the craziest thing ever that that mm -hmm. the things that that people are like fired up and concerned about and and the things that they're just they can just turn to a, a, a blind eye to. It's just it just boggles my mind. And I, I need a good wow. metaphor. I need a I need a powerful metaphor. It's like it's like being at a at a dinner party where you're the only person uh, like not covered in blood. And everybody's like, you should, oh, you should try the punch. And you're like, hey, you realize you're covered in blood. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's just insane. Well, you can tell they're getting really nervous about 2022. Because, uh, I mean, let's see. We had The Guardian publish uh, the Steel Dossier Part Do uh, P-Tape Boogaloo this week. Yeah. Oh, here's these secret documents from Russia. Okay, guys, that actually could be Russian disinformation. Like, what verification do you have? Those are freaking real. I mean, I'm reading them. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Whatever. And they're shoving every preferred left wing. They're trying to anyway, to shove every preferred left wing policy into a budget. Things that have nothing to do with the budget. Yes. It's like they know after 2022, they can't do anything. Well, we've been saying it here for the longest time. It's like they got to go pedal to the metal right now mm -hmm. because it is it's tick tock on the, on the clock. And I think AOC came out and she's like, I'm not going to support the budget unless it has a lot more green bah, 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 in it. And that is listen. And, and That's I'll, awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good for you. Awesome. Your guns. Please don't. Your guns, Sandy. <laughs> I don't like it when the Republicans do it. I hate these giant omnibus spending bills. You guys still within me uh, beats the heart of a small government. Let's not spend more than we have. I, I don't like it when conservatives do it. I mm -hmm. especially hate it when people add stuff to these budgets that's like social stuff where they're trying to mentally engineer us to make different decisions and have different values. Here's what we need to do. And, and, and I'd love to find a specific on this. The right never asks for enough. This is why the country's been, we've been sliding, sliding, sliding slowly to the left because the left asks for, oh, we need a hundred of these things. We need a hundred. If we don't have a hundred, it's the end of democracy. It's the end of the constitution. It's the end of the Republic. You're killing babies. If you don't give us a hundred of these things. And then the Republicans are like, all right, we, well, we talked them down to, we talked them down to 50 when really they only wanted 10. It's the 
one of the oldest tricks in the book. Whatever you want, whatever little policy change, ask for way more than you need. And then when they get you, they talk you down, you still got what you need and more. So listen, uh, I, th- I think maybe we should ask for a return to the days of the frontier. Let's just, let's just, let's just go back. Our budget, our budget is what we spent in, uh, in uh, 18 freaking 50. Let's, let's do that. Everybody's on a frontier budget. And then we'll give in. We'll give in. We'll make some concessions and we'll we'll spend a little bit more. But that's where I'm starting. I'm starting at 1850. <laughs> well, I just I sit here and I, like all this stuff they're trying to shove in. Right. I'm always like gobsmackingly amazed that people who call themselves progressives. Right. Progress would be part of that word. Yes. Which would tend to be forward thinking, new solutions, different stuff, right? Everything they're shoving into these bills is a policy or proposal from the early to mid 20th century that is not real easy to retrofit on a 21st century economy. Do you have like, like any any examples? Sure. A government jobs program, right? Tennessee yeah. Valley Authority. Government yeah. jobs program. Now they're green jobs, but it's still the same policy, okay? And said, we need to encourage people to work. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Get to Kohl's and take an extra 25% off Adidas for the entire family. Plus, with an extra 15% off, get up to 50% off the Big One bedding. And save on Nike athletic shoes for kids. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid July 17th through July 26th. 15% offer with promo code Big Savings. 25% off Adidas. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Okay, we're back. We're we're getting a little a little into it. A little, it felt a little uh, gloomy and doomy. I don't want to be totally gloomy and doomy. I want to bitch about stuff. I want to make fun of idiots. Here's a little bit. This was. I really thought this was a little ray of sunshine in the past week, and I don't think it got the love that it that it totally deserved. This old uh, Virgin Galactic thing. Uh, Richard Branson goes up there. And I have always thought this as a as a, a science fiction guy, as a space enthusiast. Like I dig what Elon Musk is doing with the big giant rockets and all that stuff. And there must be a very good reason to stick with rockets, just rockets, just shoot it straight up. Even though it's, you know, tons and tons and tons of material, I guess there must be an advantage to just shooting it straight up. It seems like you're really fighting gravity. Virgin Galactic does the other thing where they have they have this crazy looking airplane that in the middle part the spaceship is hooked on so the airplane goes up super high you know with the with the spaceship attached to the bottom then when you get up super high the spaceship detaches fires its rockets and then it goes into outer space so i think that's exciting I think it's like like I dig that 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 Branson and Elon Musk are competing and it's a friendly competition. I guess Elon Musk has already booked a ticket on a Virgin Galactic uh, space flight. Yep. 
But I dig that they're taking two very different looks at the problem. You know, I'm going to uh, Elon Musk is like, I'm sticking with rockets and Virgin Galactic is like, I'm going to do this thing with airplanes and let them. That's great. Like and people were like crapping all over Richard Branson. Like, hey, sorry, you guys. Yeah, he's really rich. So is Elon Musk. He's really rich. They invented something that everyone wanted. They invented a thing that everyone found value in. That's how capitalism is supposed to work. What they do with their freaking money is up to them. You should really be happy that these guys find saving humanity so interesting, <laughs> right? Giving us, giving us the chance to get off this planet in case something goes south with, oh, I don't know, Iran having nukes, and that we could possibly have the survival of the species upon the moon or maybe Mars someday. I, I just I got nothing but I got nothing but respect for uh, and I'll even Bezos. I, I need to see something from Bezos. He's got his like blue horizon thing, but that dude needs to put up or shut up. Like, hey, we're all lo- <laughs> it's like, hey, dude, we're all putting up rockets over here. We're all going to outer space. Are you doing anything with blue horizon? Bezos? Are you, buddy? Hmm? What I liked. What'd you like? Branson actually got in it and went. Yes. That takes some stones on like the virgin flight, you know? Yes. Yeah. He didn't mm-hmm. look, uh, they showed him, they had a camera on him the whole time and he looked, you know, comfortable, uh, I guess as you could be. And he was smiling, but when it came time to uh, unstrap and, and, and get, uh, you know, float around, float the around. Cabin, he, he didn't look too happy about that. He didn't look like he was really enjoying himself. But you oh, gotta well. think though, you gotta think though, that would be a really weird sensation. I I I want to experience it. I really do. Um I, I've heard it described as like it's as if you have the, the feeling that you're falling, but you're not falling. Now I've done the uh they have this thing called I fly, which mm-hmm. It, you're in a, a a big tube that goes up and down, and at the bottom of the tube is like the equivalent of a jet engine, and it, it's a it blows this air up at you. So you you're like free falling, like a parachutist, and the you know everything works the same. If you put one arm one a, you'll spin. That was insanely fun. That mm-hmm. was insanely fun. I don't know if I could fall asleep when I was doing it. Like, right. like astronauts are supposed to. We'll see. We'll see. But see, this is the, they've got all these problems solved. If you go back and look at, like, uh, you know, 2001, A Space Odyssey, if you get a big circular thing and you spin it, the centrifugal force is going to give you a little bit. It's going to give you some gravity. They know how to do it. Anyway, I could seriously, we could do a whole show just on on this stuff. But, like, I just dig it. I dig it, I dig it, I dig it. I don't have faith. I don't have faith that we will, will be able to prevent Iran from launching nukes. And if and if it, I don't know what kind of safeguards that we have in place, but if they start launching, what are the countermeasures? And then seriously, I, I think that's, I think that factors into, uh, Elon Musk's uh, drive to get off. Like, there's, we need to make sure the species goes on. And maybe that's uh, me being a, a pessimist, whatever. There's a lot. It's, listen, I'm going to get up on my, my high horse here. The earth is worth fighting for, the earth is worth saving. I can't even believe we entertain the notion of letting Iran have nukes. I really. That whole thing. I don't taint it. We're going to give them a bunch of their money. It's so. What's who's that lantern jaw loser? Uh, John Kerry. Like that guy so, is the, the poster boy of he and he and Joe Biden are like the poster boys of ineffectual, horrible politicians who think they're the smartest guy in the room, and especially John Kerry. That guy, oh, he he disgusts me. The dude disgusts me. 
He's the worst. He the is. Worst. But I mean, I'm sitting here, and within a 24 hour period, you have John Kerry's lackey, Anthony Blinken, tell us we're going to bring in the United Nations, which puts some of the world's worst human rights abusers in charge of like the Human Rights Committee. They're going to come in and tell us what racists we are. Yes. Um, they're going to they're come in in to do an audit. You know what I say to their audit? A lot of bad words. Anyway. <laughs> so it's that. And then they say they're going to inform Congress that we're just going to give Iran all their oil embargo money. For selling oil illegally. And then the DOJ puts charges against Iran for planning to kidnap a journalist in America. It's, 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 it's uh, so. Like, oh my God. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever read uh, the, the book Catch-22? No. Movie? It, it catch, it's, it, it's set in World War II. They did a, a, a movie version of it, which is pretty good with, with, uh, I think, Adam Allen Arkin. Uh, great, great flick. Great book. Great book. And it's about how the military is uh, so insane with their regulations and what they want and what they require and the way to work around the system. Uh, whatever. Everyone should read Catch-22. It's fantastic. It feels like that is what America is in right now. This really... And and so everyone so calmly discusses and analyzes and and thinks about and the total it's completely insane. It's completely insane that the same people, the same government that that took all the American hostages uh, and had the revolution in a, in I in Iran. And they did these horrible things and they're, you know, state sponsored terrorists and, and these just absolute horrible. And they have shown a track record of placing like zero value on human life. You don't get a nuke, fucker. You don't. Like to even. Sorry. That's just the, that's the end of the discussion. Well, and if you try to get a nuke, we we're, we're just going to wreck your world. We are going to wreck your world. I think Israel's going to have to do it. Uh, God bless now, them. Now, the good thing is that the Abraham Accords seem durable. So the UAE just opened their their um, embassy in Jerusalem, um, or in Israel. I'm not sure it's in Jerusalem, but they're they're forming diplomatic ties. The UAE opened a Holocaust museum. Like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And they're starting to, like, when they give money to Gaza, they're starting to give it directly to projects or send their own contractors to build the hospital rather than giving it to the billionaires that have been taking all the money for decades and letting the Palestinian people starve, right? Yes. So there's a lot of cool things going on. And I think if things get wonky... You you won't just find a technology sharing agreement between the UAE and Israel and a, a you know, economic kind of agreement, diplomatic. I think you're going to find IDF planes parked in the UAE. I hope so. I mean, and it's like the game bores me at this point. Like, I remember when Kerry was like going around the world and meeting with these people and having these discussions. And if you have this much uranium on this date and we need to be able to verify and oh, the blah, 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 fuck it. Shut the fuck up. No, I think, I think no, you're Ted not. Cru Ted Cruz had the best idea right before the election. Donald Trump should have taken the Iran deal and sent it to the Senate for approval which is where all treaties are supposed to go, so they could have voted it down. That would have been great. That would have been great. That, that would have been perfect. And, and, and I'll say this, I'll say this before, because I'm such a kind-hearted, forward-thinking gentleman. Iran, you, you, you need nuclear power, you say? You say, the, you see, you need the nuclear power for your, uh, for your cities, for the power? Okay, how much, uh, how much uranium 
does one of those power plants need every month? Because I'll make sure it's delivered. I'll make sure it's delivered. You give me, I'll come by, I'll come by like the milkman, right? You give me, you give me the depleted stuff, because and then I'll give you a new one. And we'll do an exact exchange, one for one. You can have nuclear energy, you bet. But when you st- want to start to enrich so you can get a bomb, nope, nope. Like, end of discussion, nope. And they're like, why not? Why not? Well, I, I kind of remember you taking a bunch of hostages. And you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I am so tired. Democracy, who's gotten rich off of the hollowing out of America, being completely incapable of naming our enemies. We have them. The only one they seem to care about is Russia. Guys, you know, Reagan kind of took care of that in the 80s. They're declining economic power. Yeah, Putin's a dick, but it's not what it used to be. Can we start looking at Iran and China and North Korea? And I mean, China's basically said if Japan tries to defend Taiwan, they're going to nuke them. Yeah, that is uh, that is the big problem. No, <laughs> no. Need, like you were talking about, you were talking about we could provide the the Cuban people with with internet. Would that be via satellite? Would be that like a satellite-based internet, like like what Elon Musk is building? It's it's like mobile towers, like we use with the military. Yeah. So yeah. Now that would be. Here's the here's the idea that I'm thinking of. If if you could like, what's the what's the uh, the satellite internet service they're always selling on Fox News? You know, do you live out in the in the farmland and need good internet? Blah blah blah. It's a it's a satellite. Is that internet. Musk's? Musk's no, is it, the only Musk's is the only one I know of. You know, there's another one. They advertise they advertise all the time on Fox News. But if like we should we should seriously we should weaponize our culture. That's really what it is. That's that's why, that's why China, they don't want people having our internet. That's how we're going to win. They're not going to want to bomb us if, if like, hey, you guys, free Britney, am I right? Like, if you bomb us now, Britney won't be doing shows and her dad will still. <laughs> and the Chinese, the Chinese won't want to kill us because. Guys, LeBron lives lose. here. They'll lose people like Britney Spears. They'll lose people. Say what? LeBron, the NBA. Oh, LeBron. Let's. That's a yeah. LeBron Space Jam. Space Jam just took a big space dump all over the box office. I love it too. I'll say. I'll say this Uh, before before we pile on uh, with the LeBron of it all. That dude. He puts his money where his mouth is in terms of where he grew up. He does a lot of altruistic work. When he left Akron and left Cleveland, he still does. He he puts a lot of dough in a lot of neighborhoods and helps a lot of kids. That being said, stop being a dick, LeBron. Good Lord. There's a guy. That's that's. That'll hurt your brain, right? Can you imagine uh, being in LeBron James's entourage where he's like, uh, you know, he just read the opening page of, you know, Malcolm X's autobiography, but he thinks he knows everything. And you realize that he's really stupid, but he wants you to think that he's smart and he's worth like a bajillion dollars and he's paying your bills. So you kind of got to pretend that he's smart. You really don't know how to correct him. That's got to be a tough gig. That's got to be a tough gig. Being in LeBron James's entourage. Yeah, yeah, LeBron. Yeah, that was crazy when Malcolm X landed on the moon. That was that was dope. That was... <laughs> you can't oh, tell him that Lord. he's wrong. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're coming back uh, with our good friend, Paul. We're going to uh, talk about what's on the web. It. she's a good one. She's a good one. And then all the cool kids 
are coming over to the Patreon side of things. The Patreon thing just gets better and better. So come on over, come on over, and enjoy the rest of the cast over on Patreon. Love you! Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. It's what's on the web with Paul. You know how I feel about this. You know how I enjoy this. So let's get right into it and talk about what is at the loftusparty.com. What has been there? What do you need to know about Paul? How you doing? Great to be here, Michael. Let's start off with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool reacting to Ryan Reynolds' new trailer for Free Guy. Okay, so... Here's something I just full disclosure. There's a a buddy of mine in uh, in Hollywood who was one of the producers of the first Deadpool. Uh, He and Ryan were uh, very close. Ryan Reynolds was developing a cartoon for a couple of buddies of mine. I came in, did a little bit of work on it. We did a big table read. You know, it was what it was. Uh, it, It ended up not going. But I happen to meet Ryan Reynolds, and just like you'd think, hopefully, uh, just an awesome dude. Just an awesome dude. Knew when to hit the off switch and not, you know, be Mr. Blah, blah, life of the party. I saw this Deadpool uh, free guy post, and it made me it's – like, it's like watching a comedian tell a really great joke. You, you love it so much. You laugh, and then you're jealous. It's just, it's so awesome and wonderful and good, and I have to think that it was Ryan Reynolds' idea. But talk about getting bang for your buck. He dresses up as as, as Deadpool, films a promo for his new movie, while making, like, fun of his new movie and his career, and and managing to promote everything all at the same time. It was really it's like watching uh the hat trick. He's promoting he's promoting Marvel. He's promoting Free Guy. He's promoting his own career. He's promoting Deadpool. He's promoting Disney. He's promoting everything and doesn't look like a dick when he does it. It's it was fantastic. That, that was that was I had to post that one. And didn't he have the director of Free Guy, or maybe one of his co-stars of Free Guy? In yeah, there with him? yeah. Uh, uh, I think I can never pronounce the guy's name. I'm going to butcher it. From uh, from New Zealand, Taiki Wakiti or whatever his name is. The guy's a great director. He's a funny actor. He was in Thor Ragnarok. He appears in his uh, Thor Ragnarok character who's like a revolutionary, started a revolution, didn't print enough pamphlets, so that didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was, it's, it's, it's wonderful. All right, ready for the next one? You know it. Deliverance Me from Kamala. This was by Cranky Gordon. I don't know if people were paying full attention to the news this week, but she apparently did some interview on some network 
and got into the subject of IDs or identification and was talking, blabbling on about how rural uh, voters, rural people just would not be able to get access to a copy machine to make a copy of their ID so they could vote. It was all pretty stupid. But anyway, <laughs> Gordon, put together, Gordon put together a bunch of memes that went out on Twitter about it, and it was a pretty funny post. What do you think about it? Oh, man. Gordon's been getting a lot of bad on the ball. Like, his sense of humor, it's it's pretty unique, and I dig it. But to watch that clip of Kamala, it's it's I don't know how to describe it. I'm looking for a good metaphor. Like a almost like a deer in the headlights. Like when confronted with like a factual question, she'll just say crazy stuff like, Oh, I, I've been to the border, but I haven't been to Europe either. And then she just goes off the rail because the laugh doesn't work anymore and blah blah blah. So <laughs> when talked about voter ID, you know, a lot a lot of people they just can't get a copy of they they just can't walk down the road to a Kinko's. Can anybody walk down the road to a Kinko's? Yeah, I don't does think Kinko's, so. Does Kinko's still exist? Exactly. It was funny. It was funny. It's it's crazy the pushback on on voter ID when it is the the vast majority of Americans want voter ID. The vast America vast majority of Americans want you want one person one vote, and they want to be abundantly clear on that. So it's just it's it's hilarious and sad to watch these people, you know, push back on it. It's just blah. Kamala's so what, a dork. What do you think about Kamala, who doesn't seem to really have anything there, who has a very good chance of being president someday, simply by the likelihood of them pulling Joe out of office? What do you think about that? I it's it's the nightmare, dude. It is the total and complete nightmare. Like no one, no one wants that chick to be president. Even the Democrats who rigged it so that she would be president. <laughs> I, I think I, I have to think uh, that that the first thing Joe does when they wake him up in the morning, uh, they're like, take your vitamins, Joe. Let's just limber up like the people they on paper. It's great. It's like oh, we'll put Joe in there for a couple of years. He'll tap out and then Kamala will take over. Kamala. Like, well, where Joe is an idiot at least he knows how to play the game he's been in politics so long kamala's just an idiot and like i guess the only good she's she doesn't she thinks she's smart which is the most terrifying thing uh i'm actually working on a kamala harris song so i don't want to give away any of my jokes oh, okay yeah okay let's move on to the next post then because we don't like you said we don't want to give it away yeah so we're going to go over to a guy named General Mark Milley. Seems like a general dick who can't do the job. And that was a post that you wrote, and it refers to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who technically isn't in command of anybody, but he is the highest-ranking military officer in the nation. So what do you think about him? I think he's a dick. <laughs> I, I generally, like, like it's a, he's like a Dr. Strangelove. Like, seriously, like Stanley Kubrick. He's like right out of central casting. If you had to cast uh, a general who's in charge of a lot of stuff, who's just an absolute dick, it would be that guy. Like, totally talk about not being concerned with defending the nation. He's more concerned with, you know, all these other side things. He's the kind of general, he's the general who uh, betrays Superman. If you ever watch the. The old Superman cartoons. There's this general who doesn't like Superman, who's always trying to kill him. He's like working with Lex Luthor. That's this guy. He's just, a, I don't trust him. I don't like him. He's He looks like a dick. He seems like a douchebag. I cannot say enough things about him. Do your job, dude. Do your job. Get me, get me a military that can fight. So they keep leaking these excerpts from a forthcoming book by Washington Post reporters. And he doesn't really seem to be coming out and saying, no, that's not true. He's just kind of letting it go. And and everything they're leaking is like is basically and I'm summarizing here is he did everything he could to undermine Trump and to more or less disobey him. And that's that's what the excerpts excerpts. I can never say that word are saying yeah. from the book. But um, normally you would think you would have a spokesman that come out and say never happened, didn't say it. And that's all I'm going to comment on it. But it doesn't seem like he's doing that. What do you what, what does that say about him? 
he knows. Oh, okay. He knows that all he has to do is ignore it. That's all he has to do. He knows that the the media and the news outlets for the for the vast majority are on his side. That's 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 the that's the wonderful position. And like as you were saying it, I'm like, I want to instantly write another thing about this guy. <laughs> and I didn't even see. I didn't even know about this book. I didn't know about the book. I didn't know about the excerpts. I, I had to really. There you go. That's with that that's what I was trying to say right there. <laughs> right. I had to really concentrate. But like, what's the title of that book? What are some of the juicy quotes? Dude, that is that needs that needs to be written. Like, I, I we need to I'm, be. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. I'm pretty sure that's where CNN is getting their quotes. I mean, I mean, I guess I, I don't hold my feet to the fire in that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Uh, well, listen, let's do some research and let's get that up. That's what see, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, because the the mainstream media, the press, the news, the, which I got to we got I'm going to talk about it uh, with with the gimlet. But like this news, this new poll where like only six percent of Republicans have like faith in television news and only 24 percent of Democrats have faith in the television television news and think they're doing a good job. This is why. This is why among many many other things, but we got to we have to tear it down and build it back up. And there's no reason why we can't be the tip of the spear with that. Let's yep. do it. Let's yep. go after this guy. All right. Good. Ready for the next one? Oh, you know it. So, Nancy Pelosi when the Pelosi family gets so lucky in the stock market, even 60 minutes has questions. And basically this refers to a piece that 60 minutes did a few years ago, if I remember correctly. So just wanted you to let people know what you wrote about that. Well, it's just like, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to go back to the post right now. So she's done it again. Her husband, her husband just got super lucky, just super de duper lucky. Uh, what did he, what did he invest in? He invested in he made some investment like right before oh that's what it was. Yeah, Amazon or Apple, I think is what it what it was. Was yeah, it? Yeah, it was Amazon, Amazon and, and, and Microsoft. And it okay. looked like uh it was gonna be some big tech company was gonna get this contract, but then oh hold up, it looks like hold the phone, everybody. Uh the powers that be in Washington have changed their mind. Now it's gonna open things back up. So because of that new information and because Washington, D.C. made this decision, all oh, the stock went way up. And isn't that just fortunate for the Pelosi family? And it just instantly uh, brought back to mind the uh, the credit card. It was a credit card scandal. There was something to do with uh, with interest rates and credit card payments uh, back in the day. I want to say 2016 or 2014. It was a while back. And Nancy Pelosi in Congress had to vote on this. And, uh, of course, when when Congress voted, they're like, oh, these credit card companies, they're A-OK. Let them go. Let them go. Of course, the stock and the credit card companies went way up. And just so happens that Nancy Pelosi's husband, oh, that lucky fellow, oh, goodness gracious, he just happened to have his money right there where it would, it would explode in value. And that's prop. That's part of the problem with Congress, man, and and especially Pelosi. And it's one of those things where I don't know if you could, you know, it's it's going to be tough to prove and everything. But I got no problem slinging mud that lady's way. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the Repo Republican Party is too interested in it. That's for sure. Because they're doing it too. <laughs> yep, they're doing it too. But hey, listen. I'm going to try to go for Pelosi before I go for some Republican schmuck. But ultimately, I want them all to stop. But like, right. but like when I'm looking, when I'm looking at a bunch of uh, people in Congress uh, getting rich off of insider trading, uh, I'm going to go like uh, like Sauron in Lord of the Rings. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go for Pelosi first and then let the rest of the orcs fall in line. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Ready for the next one? Of course. So we got another one by Cranky Gordon. This is another uh, satire or humor post. 
It's Art Corner, the artistic stylings of Hunter Biden. And of course, this has to, this is all plays off of um, basically what everybody can see. It would, it's money laundering, saying that Hunter Biden is selling art for half a million or more dollars. And everybody knows that his art isn't worth that. And what he's really doing is selling access to the White House. And so Gordon just put up some few images. I don't know what they are, if they're somebody's art or just random images. And he wrote a few humorous comments about them as if he was an art art critic and critiquing them. And I thought it was funny. What, do you have any, what, what do you totally, think about that? I totally enjoyed it. I totally enjoyed it. And it's one of those things where I, I don't want to spoil the jokes. You guys have to go take a look at it. But I'll just say this. One of, one of the pieces of Hunter's art that is reviewed by this, this, this fake art critic. One of the titles, I'm looking at it right now, and the the piece is entitled Banging a Russian Hooker, Part Two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> part two is, is part two, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's hilarious. Moving well, on. So readers can take a look at that. Then we're going on to Opali Nina Swimwear, which I guess is the name of the actual line of swimwear. And that's a post that you put up that's a video, too. Well, it, Nina is the newest uh, brand from Opali. Opali okay. is the swimwear, and Nina is this new one. And it, I'm telling you what, I was digging it. And here's, uh, oh, that's that Cerrone swim. Uh, there's there's a company named Cerrone Swim, and they just did a fashion show, and they their first model came out, and she was wearing angel wings. And I'm like, ooh, that is a great slam on Victoria's Secret. I'm going back to the Opali. Nina's way back there. It's good stuff. It's fantastic. It's not too late, people. If, you, if, if you're looking for your ladies, and ladies, if you're looking for a, a nice piece of swimwear, it's I, – I like – there's this big move towards like, here's a, a like a total cover up, you know, for a plus size models with some high waisted with a listen. I'm not into that. I, I tell you, you have to have like the ideal. You have to have beauty and the ideal and the thing that you're trying to chase. And when when somebody designs some good stuff, mm, 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 I am going to highlight it. So this new swimwear, Nina, uh, which it's crazy how much I know about this stuff now. I'm, watch out for them. Watch out for them. They are coming up. And I love that they're still doing fashion shows. They just had a big swim week in Miami. And I love that I know about it. I'm so <laughs> informed. <laughs> yep, 2021. All right, ready for the next one? Of course. Anime themes that take their shows to the next level. That's by Lisa. And that's one that... That you like too, and I guess what it, it is, it's she covered the different anime shows that are out there, and then just looked at the actual music that's behind their themes as well, which is fantastic. And like I'm, I, I commented on the post, I, I thoroughly, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Here's the great one: there, uh, Netflix is doing a live action version of Cowboy Bebop. Now, whatever you think of anime and whatever you think of, you know, Netflix and blah, 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 put that to the side. It, we're just talking about the music here. The composer and the person who did the music for Cowboy Bebop, just the opening theme song to that. It's this really cool, and I'm not a big jazz guy, but boom, this crazy really groovy uh jazz song that opens it up the, the soundtrack and you know anime uh, it's growing in popularity finally finally you know it was a very lonely place to be the, the 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 only anime guy at a party and people are discovering it now there are so many great theme songs out there a lot of a lot of like metal stuff and she could do lisa could do Three more of these. Three more of these. Um, and the, the the song that I... There's a show called Full Metal Alchemist. That's one of my favorite of all times. They had multiple theme songs. And they're all so good. And like anime is one of the last places you find theme songs. It's 
American TV has gotten rid of them. I think for the most part, British TV has as well, because you want to have enough time for commercials and then you need more time to tell story to make up for the time you lost the commercials. So the first thing to go is the theme song. And it's really a bummer, man. Like, think about I'm not going to sing any for you right now, uh, you know, because I don't want to pay the ten thousand dollars for it. But <laughs> think about think about all the TV theme songs that made up our childhood and our adolescence and our teenage years. Their song Applebee's is using a lot of them now. Applebee's uses the Welcome Back Cotter theme. And it's like it like literally because music just does that. It takes you back to a specific time and place and it's powerful. So I'm wistful for the loss of theme songs. However, I got to celebrate the the ones from anime that the, they're fantastic. And also uh, video games. Lisa inspired me. I posted one the other day about, and it's it's the theme song to Near Automata, and it's also used, I guess, in Final Fantasy. It's this really beautiful piano piece, and the melody is just fantastic and haunting and great and wonderful. And and this uh, YouTube channel, they have their pianist uh, dressed as Two B from Near Automata. And it's it's just awesome. It's great. I'm a I'm a huge fan. Good stuff. Do we have time for one more? We'll make time. Actually, we do. We do. Okay. How about who was the best Catwoman? There were at least half dozen women actresses who portrayed Catwoman in a live action portrayal over the years. So that was one that went up on the website. Uh, starts off with Julie Newmar and finishes with Anne Hathaway. And people can go take a look at that to see all of them. And who who's your favorite Catwoman? Okay, so I'm going to say this. When I was a kid, the Batman TV show was on in syndication, and I caught it. And Julie Newmar, she was hot. You know, there's like there's a there's a part of you where you're like you're starting to get into girls and yada yada yada. And yeah, Julie Newmar was hot. But if I had to, if I was Batman. I would probably go with Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, here's what I'm saying. There's an element of danger to Catwoman that was completely absent in Julie Newmar. Just like she was pretty and everything, but nah. Michelle Pfeiffer has the iconic look and the little bit of crazy. Like Michelle Pfeiffer, that's a good, that's a good hot Catwoman. And and Anne Hathaway, she, I don't even consider. It's weird. I don't even consider her Catwoman. I really don't. She's like Catwoman adjacent. You but, don't think there was enough of a focus on the actual Catwoman side of her? Right. Right. Okay. No, I mean, like, listen. I, listen. I don't, I don't want her to be like have her life saved by cats and have her have whatever. I mean, no. Christopher Nolan did what he did, uh, and all that good stuff. And yes. But I'm talking about if you're going for like Catwoman from the comic books, from the graphic novels, I'm going to go with Michelle Pfeiffer. But ultimately, the ultimate Catwoman, in my mind, is is if you go to the Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, that, that whole series of video games, that Catwoman, that's the that's the one. <laughs> that's the one, boy. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Absolutely. It's great stuff. So are we good? Are we good for one more or do we hit our limit? We, you know what? We're going to have to wrap it up. We're going to have to wrap it up. But let me let me take a quick peek and see if there's something that I might want to hip people to. Um, a lot of stuff on the website this week. It's so good. It's it's so good. And I would I would highly recommend uh, holy smoke! Just for just for the uh, awesomeness of it, and I don't know why this one especially stuck out of me. Solar eclipse for a plane. I put up uh, an episode of uh, the Daily Dose, and solar eclipse from a plane. It's just cool looking. It's just cool looking. And then also in that clip, there's a I don't know where the photographer was located or videographer. She took this 
like a, like a time lapse of just fireflies going off. It's like this. It's really, really dark and the fireflies are going off. I want that on a loop. I want to be able to watch that for like an hour at a time. All right. Fantastic. That is what's on the web with Paul. Here's what happens next, everybody. You go over to Patreon and you join the Gimlet and myself where the conversation continues. A lot of cool stuff over there. A lot of stuff still to discuss. Paul, thank you for being our Sherpa on our journey up the mountainside of the web. Thank you, Michael.